1: No days off! No days off! No days
0: off! No days off! This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump! Boom! (laughs) With Andy Hart.
1: All right, good to be with you. All right.
0: This yeah, microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal.
1: What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Hannibal, Hannibal. Oh,
0: Mr. Dot Commer fight. on WEEI.com. Uh,
1: off day podcast. And now that we're a week into Patriots training camp, Cam Newton's the starting quarterback, right? We're, we're done with this quarterback competition. Uh,
0: that's where I would be at this point. Uh, I, I'm reading people like you from. Uh, Sunday's workout, saying it was his most extensive and productive best day. He's working with Julian Edelman. Edelman did his Zoom after practice and was talking about building a rapport with Cam. And then you marry this up with the fact that Jarrett Stidham has missed practices or been limited in practices because of a parent hip-slash-groin injury that sent him to the hospital reportedly that is minor but could take a couple weeks till he gets back to 100%. I would say the competition is over. Cam Newton will be the quarterback on September 13th. Prove me wrong.
1: Uh, I'm in full agreement with you. I think that even even though Newton, like today, wasn't his best practice by any means, missed a lot of guys, and the hurry-up offense seemed a little, I don't want to say behind, but you could <laughs> you could tell he didn't really know what he was fully doing, missed some throws there, probably because he wasn't sure of himself, so... But I, as I wrote my report today, like he's gonna have those days. Like you can't expect every day to be perfect. And so, as long as he continues to build each and every day, there's no reason why he won't be the starter week one. And then, adding to the fact that Jared Stidham, his you know competition is you know limited in his action, I think everything's trending towards there really not being a competition at all.
0: Yeah, I've said this a few times on the radio. Nothing that's happened over the first whatever I guess little over a week now of training camp has dissuaded me from the idea that Cam Newton is the starter, is going to win the starting job. Um, Like even the reports that all you guys had, like never any bad days, never any horrific, like, wow, he shouldn't be like, and then some decent days, some good throws. First and foremost, we've talked about it. He looks healthy. There's no arm issue. There's no foot issue. And then you have Jed Fish, uh, which is a separate issue. We can talk about a little bit later, but Jed Fish, Filling in for Jarrett Stidham on our WEEI Greg Hill Show interview this morning. Um, very praiseful of Cam yep. Newton in terms of the mental, the physical, the, the energy. energy. Reset, you know, treat recess when he's out there and having fun.
1: How genuine then, he is. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I don't – I'd like to have somebody show me the example of, of what leads you to believe this competition is still open. I think. Yeah. yeah, like,
1: well, like, I, I think it was on uh, Sports Center this weekend. Jeremy Fowler tried to make a case that Brian Hoyer is still in the mix.
0: Ugh.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if he's tight with Brian Hoyer's agent or something like now, that. Now, I will
0: say, is there a chance that if Stidham is limited for an extended time, that Brian Hoyer's the legitimate backup? You go into the opening day game, that if, if something happens to Newton, Hoyer comes in?
1: Potentially. I, I will say, like, watching the practices, Hoyer is the most, like, confident of the three. Like, he knows the system best. Like, when he gets to the line, he knows what everybody's supposed to do. You, you can just tell by the way he calls out the plays and calls out the cadence and all that stuff. He's confident in how that stuff works. But I don't think that's enough. I mean, if, if Stidham's fully healthy, I think he'd be the backup.
0: I agree. So you, another example of why we can talk about this at a later date, Brian Hoyer will be the Patriots quarterbacks coach next year.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll save that thought for you. You have something else to get to me to that point, yes.
0: Yes, but uh, no. Cam Newton is the story of camp. He would be a bigger story if this weren't the Patriots, if he were available, for example, if he had done the Monday morning interview on the Greg Hill Show for our station today, which he could have because last week was Brian Hoyer. This week it was scheduled to be Stidham, was actually confirmed as of Friday that it was going to be Stidham, and then he's missing practice time, so he's out. But if it had been Cam Newton, I think people would be more on board with the idea that he's the star, he's the starter, whatever you want to call it. But the way they handle things, it's sort of quietly just sort of percolating along. But I think the Dolphins will face Cam Newton.
1: Did you have any uh, questions about the Stidham injury, how it was, like, reported, timing, things like that? Um, Well, do you mean in terms of maybe
0: yes? I mean, the answer is yes. I don't know what to make of it, but I've always gone by the rule. If something smells a little funky, A, don't eat it, and B, it's a little funky. And I think this smells a little funky. Um, Shared some questions, texts, ideas with various people. Some thought it was just a way to um, conveniently ramp up Cam Newton, conveniently push him in a direction. I also posed the idea because Josh McDaniels, what was the timeline here? Was that... That was Friday. Josh McDaniels, the assistant coaches, were available. Stidham was hurt. Stidham had been to the hospital reportedly the night before. Was very limited but was on the practice field. And Josh was asked about it and said he'll be ready to roll when we're back out there on Sunday. They had an off day on Saturday. Yep. I thought that was weird, like, to just – Say it. So definitively. So,
1: oh, and, and he also said at the beginning of the answer that Bill kept him off the field.
0: Yes. So that whole thing – Was weird to me, but then also it felt like if you remember, there was a whole span of time where I think Scott Zolak and others were questioning Jimmy Garoppolo's. Yeah, it was the the AC joint. Yes. When he could have,
1: they thought he could have come back sooner than whatever it was, four weeks.
0: Right. So, questioning his toughness, his physicality, his play-through-itiveness or whatever you want to call it. Whatever Tom Brady had, by the way, because Tom Brady always played. We know that. Tom Brady played. His thumb popped through his skin. He played. Bill took a little snide remark. Nobody died. But, you know, that was Tom Brady. I wonder if there's something here to the effect of, oh, you're going to be out there. In fact, maybe Stidham heard for the first time that he was practicing on Sunday via the social media and media and reports that Josh McDaniels had said, quote, he'll be ready to roll.
1: Well, if we're being honest, he didn't really do much more Sunday than he did Friday.
0: No, but my point is I think they're trying to pressure him into – I say it all the time. Are you hurt or are you injured? Because everybody's hurt, but not everybody's injured. Guys are out there playing hurt, practicing hurt, and I wonder if there's something going on here in terms of they're still developing Stidham. He may still be the quarterback of the future. This could be one-and-done Cam, and they're molding him, figuring out, is he tough enough? Is he the right guy? Is that makeup there? Which, you know, if they questioned it in Garoppolo, and we're to believe that Bill loved Garoppolo, right? Right. He kept texting him.
1: And, of course, this is on the table with Jared Stidham. Right.
0: And and so there's a little bit, you know, what do we have here? How tough is he? How, How does it affect him? Who knows? Maybe they leaked out injury stuff from the trip to the hospital to see how he would react to being sort of at the center of an industry, yeah, Yeah, an injury controversy.
1: If that was the case, then wouldn't you throw him on the radio? Um, no. Well, the other other thing was he was also scheduled to speak with us today. That was in the tentative plans like a week ago.
0: Right. But they also have consistent rules. If you don't practice, you don't talk to the media. Right.
1: right. He was was clearly limited. So he doesn't like actually,
0: F that, throw that out. Was Edelman limited on practice on Thursday? And then he talked to the Greg Hill show on Friday?
1: Yes, yes.
0: So you can do whatever you want with those goddamn rules. Right. So I do think, A, Cam Newton's the starter. B, it bears watching how Jared Stidham's health is, how he's managed, how he's pushed, not pushed. Now it's hard because we have no preseason games. Right. Not even sure you're going to have scrimmages because Bill seems like the team would be overwhelmed if they made him scrimmage.
1: Yeah, I was like, we can maybe get to that later. I thought his comments today were interesting on that.
0: Interesting, curious, and concerning, I would say. But, yes, yeah. we can get to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's maybe more to this than just sort of the the first glance would lead you to believe.
1: Right.
0: I don't know that I have a um, fully – what do they call it? A take? Fully, uh, fully thought developed,
1: out. Fully developed, take, yeah
0: yeah it's it's kind of still in the process but yeah i think it's interesting but the bottom line is i don't know that it matters for september 13th no. because it's cam newton right
1: uh another and guy second year guy that's been injured Nikhil harry he uh missed three practices last week was back out there on sunday had a rough practice even had to tap out the end of 11 on 11 drills but then came back today monday and had probably his best practice of the summer making two touchdown catches at another moment where he showed off his intensity getting into a spat with a defensive cornerback Michael Jackson after a blocking drill and just I thought it was his best day and a good sign that he's sort of there in terms of making plays and what did he do yesterday uh nothing had a fumble dropped pass uh tapped himself out of 11 on 11 just seemed gassed a little overwhelmed times so it was a good bounce back day
0: do you think that's a coincidence or you think he got maybe a tongue lashing a spoken to and like Crapper, get off the pot. I mean, we you need to. Well, prove it's similar to Stidham a
1: little bit. Did you uh, Did you catch Edelman's comments when he was asked about the receiver group as a whole on uh, Sunday, and he didn't name the kill Harry at all? Uh,
0: I did notice that.
1: So I maybe I, I don't. I'm not saying that that was the case, but it could be. Maybe maybe Harry saw that and said, you know, I'm here too, bud.
0: Is it a little too convenient that the day after? First of all, he misses time. Then he returns, but doesn't really return. Sucks. People, idiots like Ryan Hannibal are writing, where is Nikhil Harry? What's going on with Nikhil Harry? All across the web, right? Talk radio. I even said on Friday, I thought the entire day of concern was misplaced. Your backup quarterback's missing. I don't care. Your number one pick wide receiver continues to disappear, be a bad story. You know, what's going on here? Maybe he got a, like, what are we doing here? Like, this is big boy. You can't tap out of every practice. Because you remember... It didn't get a lot of press. That was an issue a year ago. Little teeny, oh, like. I said it to you
1: on the radio too. It was like, every day, it'd be one or two times where he's on a knee, he's slower to get up. He's talking to the right. trainer.
0: So I think that it's a little too convenient for me that today, all the blogs and touchdown twins and everybody you got to say, oh, best practice ever for Nikhil Harry. He looks great. He's doing this. Yeah, it's a little, it's almost like it's packaged, it's almost like it's scripted. So. It's great, don't get me wrong, because if this team is going to have anything offensively in the passing game, they need he- him to be something. They're not going to live with Gunnar Olszewski and Devin Ross and...
1: Damian bird. Your bird. Damien Bird earlier, right earlier. Whatever,
0: I'll learn his name when he's relevant. Yeah. Um, Which I heard a number. Six interceptions have been targeting him.
1: I don't keep track of those stats, as, as you know, but uh, I would say... Probably that's because he runs a lot of deep routes and a lot of the interceptions have been on underthrown deep balls. So maybe that's that's
0: it. I mean, that's got to be – how many interceptions you think there have been total? I don't need an exact number, but –
1: 12, 15. So half
0: the interceptions are to him on – I just – that kind of was interesting to me. Um, But uh, Nikhil Harry, you know my feelings on him. I have doubts. And my bigger picture doubt is before today, and we can talk about today maybe a little separately – the story of Nikhil Harry from last year to this year was he worked hard in the offseason. He stopped lifting. He lost a little weight. He's, you know, worked with the footwork king. He's supposed yep. to be quicker. But I didn't hear anybody talk about the results of that early in camp. Like, oh, he looks like a different guy, how quick he is. He's blowing people. Like,
1: no, because it wasn't the case. I mean, he was just well, kind of.
0: Isn't that bad?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think people like me equated it to not getting the chance to make any plays, but if you're a first round pick, you should be making plays on your own, not like, you know, getting the ball thrown to you to make a play.
0: And I don't even yeah, yeah like my point is I don't care about the plays necessarily. I wish somebody had blogged Whew, first day of practice, first thing you notice how quick well, Harry looks. That
1: kind of brings me to my guy Gunner. Like that stood out with him. Like his quickness and his like how different right. he, how different he looked. Where you I, should be you should be getting that from a first round pick, not a guy that played Division Two. Benegi State was a cornerback.
0: I I brought that up actually today on on our show, Dale and Keith. That that was the immediate reaction to Gunner. Now he came from a much different place. He right. was he was a ball boy a year ago. We've talked about it, not disrespectfully. He just looked. Oh yeah. Out of place. So he had the easiest jump to make to look like an NFL receiver after a year in the system. But I just wish the story had at some point extended from Nikhil Harry worked hard in the off season to the hard work Nikhil Harry put in the off season is obvious. Same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Now maybe that started today and maybe that'll snowball tomorrow into the next workout. And we, you know, we'll be talking more about that because, I don't think it's an extreme opinion to say after Cam Newton, he's the most important offensive player, like, to, to affect the season. like Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, because if, if Julian Edelman's the only guy you have, you're porked.
1: Well, so, I mean, just from watching these practices, I think the running game is going to be more involved than it's ever been before. And I'm not just talking about running the ball. Just we've seen a lot of plays designed for running backs to get the ball into space, like these screen plays, like some misdirections. Like, I, 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 honest, I, I think Damon Harris is going to surprise people. I mean, maybe it's just because Michelle and Lamar Miller have been out and he's been getting a lot of chances. But he, he's made some cuts that Michelle can't make. Like, he, he's, like, stood out more than Michelle ever had in a training camp practice.
0: See, this is where I really come to regret that I can't go to training camp because I listen to Tom Curran and he says he's a jag. He has no lateral quickness. There's no explosion. Who? D- Damien Harris.
1: That's not the case.
0: And then I hear you and you're basically saying the exact opposite. And uh, to be fair, most people are on your side. Like I know Mike Reese was asked on our OMF show hey, last Friday. Yep. RB1. That's what D- Damien Harris looks like. RB1. Um so I'm interested to see him. I just wish I had my own visualizations to fall back on. Right. I like Damian Harris and th- the bigger issue is you don't have anything else better than him. Like no. I'm ready for him to get a chance now. Maybe I was ready before most people last October for him to get a chance, but he looks good enough to get a chance. I think would be a way to find like
1: right? You know like Rex Burkhead makes those cuts like that He like he's no like I picture more of Harris like Rex Burkhead than right. I do Tony Michelle.
0: And unlike Rex Burkhead who we all say might be the most all-around talented productive back cuz he can run, he can catch, he can do everything, we don't know if Damian Harris is durable or not at the NFL level, right? right. We can find that out if he gets the opportunities, which I would like to see him get. So Damian Harris is going to be one of those guys coming out of camp cuz he's going to make the team. Oh, right? no. So you know, Devin Ross, Demir Bird, some of those guys might not make the team and they're kind of camp stories right now. Damian Harris is going to be a story in camp and he's going to be a story in week one, two, three, moving forward, what he is for this team. And maybe he's part of what changes the offense. Maybe he's part of like a group effort that, you know, I said, Nikhil Harry might be the most important guy, not named Cam Newton, but if Damian Harris is an impact runner, like, I don't know what that is. That I'm not saying he yeah, has I, to. I
1: don't know if it's necessarily Damian Harris, maybe the combination of Harris, Burkhead, White, Michelle, right. and Kelsey, that, that group.
0: And we've lusted after for years here, whether it's White and Burkhead or Michelle and Burkhead, like a two back sets and different sets where maybe you get some, some matchups. And I would say maybe those become even more challenging with Cam Newton and rolling pockets and little flares out into the flat where it's sort of he's attacking the line of scrimmage and he can dump it off or he can run and you put a linebacker um, or a safety sort of in a no man's land between am I covering the running back or am I coming up if I come up does Cam just flick it over my head for a nice play to the running back and yeah you took some grief um, on Twitter fanboy for don't ever compare Tom Brady to this offense or Cam Newton and people just can't read, they can't comprehend.
1: Well, that was basically saying they've been calling like they've been calling running plays, I'm trying to work right. around the language, like
0: exactly, but people are too stupid to know what you're saying like that was, that was I, don't not always defend you. Brady. I don't always defend you, sometimes you're worthy of criticism, but that was one where you were unfairly criticized by some people on Twitter, so screw them.
1: Uh, another big story that I guess could develop into a big story, Stefan Gilmore has been a practice for, I think today's the fourth straight practice, maybe fifth straight practice. Uh, Karen Garrigan and Herald said it's a personal matter. Um, what do we make of it? Do you think this is a big thing? Could it be a story? Could it just be a family thing? What do you think?
0: I don't think it's anything. And certainly I trust Karen as much as just about, probably as much as any reporter in Boston. I trust Karen.
1: Karen, so, is, yeah, I would say so.
0: I would put Karen at the top of my list. Um, so... Mike, uh, excuse me, Tom Curran tweeted about and sort of insinuated that it could be a contract thing, that he doesn't have guaranteed money and that finance – like, I'm always for a good, you know, salacious story or whatever, but I just don't really see it.
1: I don't either because he was out there last week. And and before that, when the Patriots.com guys were there, he was on right. the field then, too. So, if this was a holdout situation, why did he wait until day seven of training?
0: And, yeah, it just doesn't really make any sense to me. He can be fined. It's going to cost him money. Are you trying to bully the Patriots? Is your end game a trade? Like, what would the the Bol- whole
1: – Yeah. Because
0: Ben Volen floated the idea that Gilmore could be traded a while ago, late July.
1: Yeah. But – I look at this defense, and if you don't have Stefan Gilmore, like you're, that all of a sudden cornerback kind of becomes a question of it's no longer it's not it's not the best position on the team anymore. It still could go one way or the other.
0: Well, it's what I've asked for for a while. Let's see J.C. Jackson when he has to be the number one corner. Let's see how that plays out with all these stat services, PFFs that rank him as the second best coverage corner. Blah blah blah. Let well, let's see what happens when he's number one. But I, I just I don't really see it. I mean. Hell, if anything were to make more sense, wouldn't, like, Corona
1: make more sense? <laughs> like well, that's kind of what I was just thinking. Like, if it was something like that and, like, a family member potentially could have right. it. Something like that, yeah.
0: And like, he's not on the – like, he's not tested, which, by the way, the Patriots were involved in that whole flurry of um, false, false positive positives. tests by the New Jersey laboratory. But, like, in this –
1: for right now, I just can't
0: get the dots to all align to make
1: Well, it like better. I said to you off – off air like if he really was holding out wouldn't his agent or somebody with him make it known that he's holding out isn't that the whole purpose of not being there
0: yeah i i don't think there's any chance it's money related or a holdout now i will say i said this on our air the lawrence guy little bump in money yep that would be a belichickian response to a player holding out oh you want to hold out I'm going to give a raise to a guy who's here doing his damn job who's also a reliable veteran player for me in Lawrence yeah. Guy. That would be a little message sent, but I don't really – I
1: also uh, – just, my own just what we know of Stephon Gilmore, doesn't really seem like that type. He doesn't, but, you know, I joked he's so quiet
0: that maybe his holdouts would be the most quiet holdout. No one would really know it's a holdout, right? No, I mean, so, I,
1: no but it's I, true. But the guy does most of his, like – he kind of comes with these one-liners after games. They're like, whoa, where did that come from?
0: Yeah, and like whispers it or like tweets it subtly. And then you right. read it and you're like, wait a minute. He's That's being not- a cocky no. SOB in that tweet. Right. Right. Like, could he actually be holding out like whispering style? I mean, again, I don't buy it. We've spent more time on this than I think it really deserves. But
1: um, I mean, the Defensive Player of the Year has not been at practice in five days with a quote personal matter. So it's worth discussing. And at what point? Even if it's a personal matter,
0: what point do you worry? Now, I, his track record is what it is. I, we're still a long ways away before I would say, is he going to be ready for opening day? Like, I don't – but, I, I mean, you just – it's not ideal. I always throw that phrase out. It's not ideal. You, you, you'd rather have him out there. Now, maybe Bill has full comfort. Maybe Bill knows exactly what it is, exactly when he'll be back. Because that's the other thing. For us, it seems like a long time. But Mil, Bill may have known immediately – Stephon Gilmore is gonna miss seven days to a right. personal issue. Right. So if you're Bill, there's nothing to worry about. Nope. I knew it was gonna be seven days. It's
1: Right. We factored yeah. this in. It's no big deal. We'll move right. on back. Yeah.
0: So I'm not I'm a lot more worried about the quarterback position, Nikhil Harry, the wide receiver position, all of these other things that are sort of balls that are up Bo Allen. I'm more way more worried about Bo Allen than I am Stephon Gilmore.
1: Uh yeah. And especially at that position that's kind of not very deep. And it, it, we are just about talking about the same of practice. Why isn't he on PUP? Um, like, I, I know that really it doesn't mean anything, but, like, Lamar Miller and Sonny Michelle, who have known injuries, are on PUP. Why isn't Bone Allen on PUP?
0: I mean, that would lead you to believe he passed his physical and when he the arrived injury,
1: there. The injury could have happened after that?
0: Could have happened in the conditioning run. He pulled a handy, or he did something in the conditioning run And then, when you know that uh, he, it would lead me to believe he passed his physical and was ready to go when he arrived. Right. What it would lead me to believe. Because to be on PUP, you have to be physically unable to perform. You have to be failure physical, essentially.
1: Right. So I guess, I guess that could make sense. The injury happened after he passed the physical or whatever during it. It, it, But again, that's the bigger point is that position needs help, I think. Needs needs Bo Allen to be healthy. And if he's not, it needs some help.
0: Right. And they signed.
1: Barrett is that his name? Yeah, Michael Barrett. Yeah, right. 100%. So they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're adding
0: bodies there, but I mean, you're adding bodies at this point that are just, bodies. There's a reason.
1: Yeah, just to basically fill out the training camp roster, not to play week one.
0: But I'll tell you who I think it really helps is Byron Coward.
1: Yep, certainly does.
0: I mean, I don't know a ton about him. He was here all of last year, didn't play much, but he—he—he's yeah, he a, a guy university. by
1: number. Right. Right. Exactly.
0: So. It helps him, otherwise... It
1: also helps your guy, Adam Butler, probably play more? uh,
0: I don't know. He really only plays on passing downs. He considers himself more of a passing down player, so... um,
1: That's going to be one of your growing... I think that's always going to be a gripe. Maybe he'll be a a Patriots Monday guest.
0: I would love to chat with him. (laughs) Ask him if he's evolved (laughs) as a run stopper, because you pretty much were hands-off when the Titans were running all over you last year. Have you tried to work on that
1: area? yeah uh, he, um, he had a good practice today a lot of the defensive linemen did towards the end they really they got through the offensive line Diedrich wise had a sack chase winovich had two sacks and that sort of got the defense you know going after drawing with, with cam newton basically kind of because newton's been the loud guy energetic guy and they finally had a chance to give it back to him and i thought that was you know notable
0: how much confidence do you have in that pass rush if you're going to lean on yeah because i don't either Not um, it feels like you're going to lean on Winovich definitely.
1: Who I'm not, I'm not big on. I really am not either. He, I mean, he he was fine last year as a rookie, but I don't see like I think what you got last year is probably what you're going to get, which isn't bad. It's not. I'm not saying it's a bust, but it's not like a dependable pass rusher that's going to get you know nine, ten sacks.
0: No, it's. I feel like Butler Winovich. It, like there's a lot of scheme involved, or. They need other players to feed off of, and less of those players are
1: around. Well, I mean, the two guys, the two rookies, Anthony Jennings and Josh Uche, who are pretty involved over the first week, I don't know how much you can count on from them either. Like, yeah, they could make impacts, but not like a sizable one.
0: Right. Especially, I mean, certainly with Uche, a guy who didn't make a sizable impact till later in his college career, now suddenly he's making the jump to the NFL, and it's going to be an instant impact, so – I think that's an area that defensive front is a major area of concern. Like you say, you think the Patriots are going to run the ball, throw the ball to backs, do all those things. There's a chance the opponent's doing the same thing, running at you using short passes and taking advantage of maybe linebackers like Uche who aren't overly comfortable in coverage. Right. I, even like your best linebacker now is Jawan Bentley. I don't know how good a coverage matchup he's going to be. Correct. Like, is there – what have you seen from, like, uh, Cash? Cash has pretty good. A, could he be a uh, coverage linebacker?
1: Yes. He got hurt today with – I think Jeff Howe said it was a stinger, which is good news for, for him because he was down for a little bit. But I go back to when Mayo talked on Friday. He said when he was asked about Cash, how he's athletic, you know, has all the physical stuff, but in the classroom he's still catching up. So yes,
0: that's like, the concern.
1: It's good, but then it's also bad. Like I right. like I, just because of the depth of the position I have him on my roster, but I don't know if he's ready to be a every down, you know, impact linebacker.
0: And, and I think that's where you get into, because I, I should let you know, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I don't believe coverage linebackers exist. I think it's a misnomer. I think it's hard to do. Like you can't live off that really very much. So this could be even more of an example of Duggar, adrian phillips like an abundance of secondary guys with a couple of those guys in linebacker roles and yep. nickel and dime packages and stuff because the more i think about it bentley uche jennings
1: Oakland, copeland but even he i don't think he's more he's more of a special teams guy he really haven't seen him much as a linebacker
0: well because he isn't he's kind of a special teamer slash backup edge player not really a uh off the ball coverage linebacker so i don't That's a skill that I think they are going to be lacking. And as you start to, cut, you know, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think will be an impact rookie running back pass catcher, versatile weapon for the Chiefs. I don't know how the Patriots are going to deal with him. And that may be Duggar and and Adrian Phillips and having, like, get linebackers off the field and just go D-line and secondary um, to some degree. But let's get to a bigger issue because you brought up cash. Um, some of the other guys may you know cam newton even might be a little slowed in his what exactly how comfortable he is with everything so bill belichick's comment that and he used the word overwhelm, they didn't want to overwhelm people when asked about potentially having a scrimmage my antenna went up like yeah you, you couldn't scrimmage right now if you wanted to slash had to
1: i don't really understand it too like, and even the Like last week, they It seemed like they were geared up to have like a mini scrimmage, so to speak, like eleven on eleven. Like they kind of raised the intensity, and they finished it. It was like that's it. Like (laughs) that was just like basically like twenty plays, and then you're done. Like where is the actual intensity coming? And And like, like you think Bills is he wor? Is he worried that like they have so many new guys and young guys that? he doesn't want to overwhelm them and they're going too fast, but like they play a game in less than three weeks.
0: Right. And because it's weird. Cause he's, he's kind of bounced back and forth between we have plenty of time to get ready and well, I don't want to overwhelm them and we'll taking it three days at a time, a couple short days and we'll see where they're ready. And I, look like the way I look at it, a scrimmage hell, joint practices are scripted and the coaches are on the field and they get what they're right. like. A scrimmage is even more so scripted today you know i asked the, couldn't it be like t-ball where the coach is on the field and if he doesn't like where the shortstop is he moves the damn shortstop right like it's a teaching yeah. we're, not, we're not
1: suggesting them go inside the stadium and, and have you know four 15 minute quarters like
0: right and and you know the coaches are in the booth and we're just calling plays down if you don't know what to do your SOL, well go go ahead right so yeah i don't know exactly what he thinks of a scrimmage and now I mean, I don't know if it would – the, the Seahawks had their scrimmage canceled or cut short because a guy got knocked out on a play. Is he like, well, you know, guys aren't physically ready and I don't want guys, you know, slow, not running.
1: But, like, you know, I would also say, like, you could have a scrimmage and maybe, like, you don't tackle the guy fully down.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't – that was a weird answer today, I thought, from him. It was long and he kind of talked his way through it and said a lot. And...
1: But it was almost like we're not ready to scrimmage yet.
0: Yes, I, that's the way I took it, and I don't think that's a great sign. Well,
1: like, I was thinking back to training camp practices before. Like, haven't they had a scrimmage? Like, I, I know it's been different because those years you had OTAs and all that, but, like, haven't they had a scrimmage before even a preseason game?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Definitely.
1: Right. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I don't really fully understand it. And it would
0: be a scrimmage I would go into knowing we're going to have a lot of mistakes. We're going to have right. – busted coverages we're gonna have screw-ups now if he thinks it's so bad that people are gonna get hurt like they're so ill-prepared to compete against each other I use compete in in air quotes like if he's that's that's surprising because I feel like you could scrimmage anybody could scrimmage like it's going to suck, but I've played football before. I know I know the basic formations we run. I know our basic call.
1: I, they're still doing 11 on 11. It's not like they're, they're not even having any competing at all. So, like, right. they, they've done a, basically a similar version.
0: Yeah, that's why I didn't really understand it. Unless I mean, he just – he may not want a scrimmage. Maybe he doesn't want a scrimmage. I,
1: you, can you really go into week one not having any, like, live action?
0: There's going to be a lot of questions in week one regardless, whether yeah. you have – you know, a 35-play scrimmage, don't have a 35-play scrimmage. There's going to be a lot of questions and unknown. And maybe he just thinks that the risks of injuries slash ill-prepared players, whatever, don't – don't. Look, like, I operate. also
1: – like, I'm just thinking of a guy like Cam Newton. Doesn't he kind of need those live actions to see how he can do when he runs the ball?
0: Yeah, but is he even going to get it? Or is he going to have a red jersey? No, that, 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 that's,
1: the- that's true, too. Right. He, he would have a red jersey, and, and he's probably not getting the same thing out of it as he would anyway.
0: Right, and then you get to – yeah, he ran, but that guy might have tackled him a game. He clearly let up kind of thing. Right. Um, I don't know. The, like I said, and, and this isn't necessarily a Patriot – just the Patriots question. It's the oh, unknown boy. of opening day, week, opening weekend, opening day is going to be crazy. Another
1: thought, maybe Bill just doesn't want to know his team to know that they're going to scrimmage on Thursday.
0: Uh, that's a possibility. He they could do. drop it on them. Oh, right. by the way, we're scrimmaging today. You, right. you got to uh, – when you get in the locker room, there'll either be a blue jersey or a white jersey in your locker. It's blue-white day. Right. Now, so you'd have – right now you'd have Cam Newton as the starter on one team and Brian Hoyer as the starter on the other, and Jarrett Stidham doesn't practice, or
1: – If they did it this week, I think that would be the case, yep. Boy. Or maybe definitely... maybe maybe give Stidham one or two reps, one or two series.
0: I would definitely want to be on, on Cam Newton's team.
1: Uh, me too. And, like – I mean did you all right, we'll get to my, my roster. Did you uh have any gripes this week in my three man roster projection?
0: I mean, I certainly thought it was interesting that you had uh Jake Burt make the team. That jumped out at me.
1: Well, cause newsflash, tight end sucks. Yeah, but you have three rookie tight ends. So do you want me to have Paul Burton on the roster? I don't even Ryan know. Who Izzo. Is. Who's Paul
0: Burton? There's a guy on the team named Paul Burton.
1: Uh it's Paul something. Isn't that
0: Steve Burton's brother?
1: Uh, I think so. <laughs> Are you talking about
0: Quisenberry.
1: Yeah, it's a unique story. Uh, I would say he's Belichick talked about today in the conference call. He's more of a fullback type. Had a lot of skills that he actually name dropped James Devlin. Has some yeah. skills like that.
0: He's a special teamer, developmental.
1: His name's Paul Butler. Sorry, close enough. Who the hell's that? That's a a the Paul Paul Butler.
0: Okay, yeah, whatever. I don't know.
1: My point is, tight end's not really exactly a stacked position. I'm surprised they still haven't addressed it. Like, there was rumors that um, – what's his name? Um, like, I, Delaney Walker was still out there. Like, he yes. seemed like a guy they'd bring in. They I, to- um,
0: I think you would have been better off to go with – you know how the Red Sox rotation of late has been Ivaldi um, and TBD and yeah. then TBD and then TBD? Yeah. You should have gone Asi Asi, TBD there will be a third tight end I don't know who it is because he's probably not here yet
1: that's probably accurate but I right. mean I was, like but to, I had Jake Burt on the roster because to this point he's made plays and like he seemed to be in the right places and whatever I mean he hasn't been on the field the last two days so I don't know if <laughs> I'm I kind of got a chuckle out of that today when he wasn't out in the field and you know, my three-man roster came out today and he's on out there
0: You can't make the club from the tub, especially if you're an undrafted tight end out of freaking Boston College who's a long shot to start. Correct, correct. Um, You also, we should get into the kicking situation, because you had Justin Rohrwasser just because he was on the roster and Nick Folk was not actually on the roster.
1: But then after I did it, Nick Folk was on the roster, so I guess I can make an amendment and switch it.
0: So should I prepare for... Justin Rawwasser to go on IR and Nick Folk to be the kicker?
1: Either that or on the practice squad, yep.
0: I don't think he's going to be on the practice. That would surprise me.
1: Because I think
0: – wasn't he the first kicker taken?
1: Yeah, so what, you're saying another team would grab him?
0: I think there's a chance. So I think he probably is destined for he's got a hamstring injury or something and he goes on IR.
1: Which Maybe he does. I don't know because he hasn't – today was the, only the second time he's kicked in front of us in a week.
0: And – um. What was the word I saw being used? He sprayed his kicks all over the field the other day. Um,
1: yesterday, his, his kicks was it? Yes, yeah. Sunday, where he kicked with Jake Bailey and Joe Cardona off on the side field when the other ones were on the main, the other field next to it. He hit some two shanks that were probably worse than I've seen at the high school level. He <laughs> he, he hit the porter potty. You know the porter potty's in like the middle of the two fields. He hit the porter potty.
0: That's a shitty kick. Bum bum.
1: There you go. So, it's piss
0: poor, if you might say it. I set you up. Um, so there had been some consideration that he's dealing with something. Have you eliminated that as a possibility, or could that still be a possibility?
1: Could still be a possibility, but if it really was, then why would he have been on the field kicking today?
0: Yeah, that's a fair discussion. So, And Nick Folk was good last year.
1: Yeah, I think mean, he only missed one kick, made all his extra points. Yeah, like... I, but, I, I but, don't think but, it's... but the knock on Folk was that he couldn't make anything beyond 40 yards.
0: Well, here's a let me let's let's spitball a take here. Any chance that Jake Bailey's your long distance kicker?
1: He kicks off. A, there's always a chance, but when we see, I don't know, maybe he's doing it, or we're not there.
0: Hmm. What do you think?
1: It's possible. And when I'm saying,
0: you know, 50 whatever the range, 52 plus or 50 yeah. plus, whatever.
1: I mean, he, he's he been the guy doing the kickoffs. Like, he's still doing that. So, I, I guess it's it's always in play. Yeah.
0: Cause I think he was their long field goal kicker at Stanford, too.
1: Yeah, he's done kicking before.
0: Yeah. So, it wouldn't be, like, the craziest thing in the world. And, I mean, let's be honest. This team has a lot of questions to answer in a lot of areas. Like, right. is Nick Folk your kicker? Is – Nikhil Harry your number two receiver is Cam Newton your quarterback is Bo Allen your second defensive tackle can you want, like we fixate on some of these obvious skill like who's the right tackle is Illuminor yep. the right ta- like we fixate on some of the obvious ones the skill position ones where we can kind of monitor it a little more right. obviously or directly but is that uh, any bigger a question than some of those other ones I, I, I would argue. I
1: no, I mean you're gonna be probably playing in some close games this year you're gonna Probably depend on some field goals, especially so, late game.
0: You're, I mean, if it's me, I'm Nick Nick Folk's my kicker. Although clearly Bill invested in Rohrwasser to be the kicker. That's what he does over the years. He takes a guy in the fifth round that he thinks is whether it's Jake Bailey or Stephen Gustowski or Joe Cardona, like he right. invests in those picks and says this is my guy. He did that with Rohr,
1: Rohrwasser.
0: I won't miss him if his name is gone out of because I've struggled. I feel like I'm swallowing my tongue every time I say his name.
1: I always look up how to spell it too, and I'm typing it out.
0: That's where you're going to add it to your dictionary, too. Uh,
1: The other thing is, I don't know. I I don't care much about this issue at all, but there are some people that do. He's worn long sleeves every practice, and some people are saying it because he doesn't want to draw attention to his tattoo on his arm that he supposedly got removed.
0: Yeah, my guess is he was told to wear long sleeves so that there's no story there. So there's no photos of it was removed. It wasn't removed. It was altered. Just avoid any distraction. Avoid any stories. That said, I don't give a rat's ass about that. I much more care about he can't kick. Correct. Just, a bigger issue is you drafted a kicker who, as of right now, based on what you media people have told me, flat out stinks.
1: But he did. He did go three for three today. Okay. Um, and then he came on and they, they did like the rush the field goal team on the field where he and Nick Folk got a chance to kick. He made that kick too, so he was really four for four in the day, which is positive. So he's not hurt. That's why I don't think he is because yeah. if he, if he, can't he was be hurt. If he was really hurt, they wouldn't have had him done what he did today. But, but you can't,
0: you can't go from quote hitting porta potties to like three for three. Like I, I need you to be you have to be a kicker. It's like cornerback; like you have to do the job well almost all the time. Otherwise, you stink.
1: Well, that, I know this is like deep in the weeds, like football, whatever. But like just the ball coming off of Nick's folk foot looks better than Borowski.
0: Look at you, kicking expert Ryan Hannibal. Well, just the way the ball
1: is, like, kicked. Like, Fulk gets more elevation. It just looks normal.
0: So, are you – are we packing Rohrwasser away for the year? Like, he's not an NFL kicker?
1: Yes, because why else would you bring in Nick Fulk now?
0: Well, that's – I mean, we all questioned not having competition to start with. Right. And then once he isn't kicking and when he kicks, he's shanking it like doesn't – even look like an NFL kicker well you got a game coming you it it would not be surprising if the Patriots and Dolphins played a relatively low scoring game that came down to a field goal right correct yeah so you you can't mess it's not like you know we're gonna we're gonna be a 35 points a game offense we're gonna blow people out so he he might work through the kinks in September but we still have faith no if you're trying to win if you're actually trying to win win the division go to the playoffs win as many games as possible
1: win some games 24 21 you know whatever 27 24 you need these all these points count
0: yeah so i yeah it's sort of like cam newton i think cam newton is the quarterback everything i'm hearing again i don't get to see much because i'm now just a talking head yep. um nick folks the kicker he's gonna be
1: any other uh training camp questions thoughts you have uh you since you're not down there anything you want to ask
0: yeah it's sad this is this used to be my favorite time of year.
1: Well, it's sad for us too because we're not like it's sort of awkward. Like you're like, can I talk to these people? Because you have to like, they have little markers in the stands where we can sit like socially distant. But it's like, can we turn around and talk to you? Like it's a little, it's a, yeah. little, it's a little strange.
0: I don't like this uh, coronavirus world we live in.
1: Yeah, and then you have different tiers. Like the our friend Mike Giardi's in the the two OA category. So it's like, can I? Even, he can't sit with us, so you're kind of like yelling over a tarp to talk to him.
0: Yeah, and then what did I hear? Julian Edelman was giving you guys some hard times?
1: Yeah, they did a – well, not hard time. They did a wide receiver drill in front of the media, and he turned around to the stands and was like, oh, what are you reporters working on today? Oh, so nothing much. No, he just to, he likes to chirp. He's, yeah. uh, he's been in a much better mood, I would say, the last couple days. Like last week he didn't really do much. Had that day he was limited, then had the other day where he was on the field but didn't do anything. Uh, the last couple of days, he's been very active and very chatty, which to me leads me to believe he's feeling better.
0: That's a good – you just made me think of something. Plus, you're going to have your random question of the week in a minute. But um, Cam Newton has been the energy guy. That's all people have talked about on the practice field. You just talked about Julian Edelman, energy the last few days. Give me the top five, whatever, training camp energy players for the Patriots through a week plus.
1: Top five? Newton Newton one, Newton one, okay. Edelman two, Edelman two, the McCordy twins three,
0: okay, three McCordy twins.
1: Um, can can a coach be in there?
0: Uh, sure.
1: Ivan Fierce. Ooh, Ivan. He's been very good.
0: Coach often says everything twice for emphasis.
1: Yep. Um ooh another player david anders really okay i like it david anders is more of like a leadership like let's get let's let's, let's get going like okay. not not like chirping but he's assertive and like it's a weird vibe too because it's more of like an ota vibe where there's no fans in the stands you can hear everything right and it's also good cuz you can kind of hear what what the coaches are saying. Like, is this player getting praised or ripped or what, what is this coach saying about this play? Like you can, there's a good sense of like when the, when a a play is run, you know, who did a good job and who did a bad job.
0: Which coach has used the most F-bombs?
1: Nick Cayley. No, no, no Cameron Acord.
0: Interesting. He learned it from uh, Joe Judge.
1: Yeah. Um, So that was Nick Cayley. Like when he does his media availability, he's very like low key, like doesn't really like get into much. He's freaking loud, man. Like, he gets after it.
0: Well, and to be fair, he has to probably assert himself with a young position group that lacks talent. That, I mean, he's got to be the, the alpha dog in that group right now. And he has the opportunity to be the alpha dog because they're all rookies and nobodies and undrafted and blah, blah, blah. Um, real quick before we wrap this up, and this is something we can talk about moving forward. Uh, I think based on Jed Fish being on our morning show to replace Jarrett Stidham, Jed Fish, is, my prediction, is going to be a one-and-done coach with the Patriots because that is very non traditional. that a first-year coach, I don't care who he is, like Brett Bielema wasn't doing all these radio interviews or whatever. Jed Fish has a great resume. He's been well-respected, done a lot. I wonder if he is, you know, under some agreement. Listen, I'm not going to be one of those behind-the-scenes, say-nothing coaches. I'm here to rebuild my resume. I want to be a major college football head coach within a year.
1: But what? But his his resume wasn't really, like – tarnished like he came from McVay like he
0: no but that's my point he he wants a job so he comes from McVay a couple years in McVay it's not working I didn't get the offers I wanted do a year with Cam Newton Bill Belichick Josh McDaniels listen don't expect me to just be Brett Bielamo that no one's ever going to talk to me I'm behind the scenes or Mike Lombardi or one of these guys I am here use it as a stepping stone to be a head coach somewhere in the very near future
1: it's not a bad thought man it seems like that he bill and josh have kind of had a mutual respect thing for a while now and like they would probably be open to that just having
0: like why would they offer up a quarterbacks coach a position coach to fulfill a media obligation like i understand like coordinators have to talk and then assistants have to be available certain amount they offered up this guy who by the way has been a sneaky um, story. Like oh, yeah. enough people, like we wrote about it multiple times, have talked about Jed Fish, what he could bring to the offense, the new mobile offense, college-like offense. And Bill usually tries to squash attention and stories at that level. And he's available. Like it just it, – it feels a little weird to me.
1: As the, always the case down there, whenever they do something, you kind of always know there's a reason behind it.
0: There's a reason behind it, especially when it's outside sort of the norm.
1: Right. Like, so I would think that...
0: Jed, Jed Fish is the coaching version of Cam Newton. He should be, like, held back, kind of quiet. Like, we don't want to promote the story of Jed Fish, just like we don't want to promote the story of Cam Newton. And yet, Jed Fish was on the radio this morning.
1: So you're saying, like, Joshua Daniels would have made more sense for that spot?
0: Oh, easily.
1: Like Way more they're... sense.
0: Way more sense.
1: See, I wonder where that came from.
0: I don't know. I can't answer every question. I just, you know, when things smell a little funky or they seem worth noting, I note them. Okay. Okay. I, what's my, before we go, what's my random question of the week?
1: It's not totally like random because I didn't really think of anything. So this has come along quick here. I do this
0: every week. Why do you not think of anything?
1: I got to start writing them down because there are some times I um something happens and I think of it, but then I forget it. Kind of like you. Okay. Um, this is a so it came up today that the dolphins are allowing whatever 11,000 fans to their first game. Yep. Would you attend an NFL game as a fan this year? Uh,
0: no, I wouldn't. I eat. think it's going to suck. I think it's going to be awkward. Um, I read a, a long story on the athletic about the the chiefs had a practice open to
1: 2000, yeah. I think Yeah, so Saturday or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was sort of a test run at what they want to do for, I think they want 22,000 for yep. the yep. the regular season. Um, they have another one in between. I think they're going to have another joint practice. I mean, uh, a practice where they're going to ramp it up a little more, but, and the, the athletic writer, first of all, he was kind of being a narc. He was kind of like tattling on any fan that took their mask off or did this or did that. Was kind of being
1: in the stands.
0: Oh, I don't know if he had like binoculars, but he was like calling out, there was a fan in section one ten who took his mask off for an extended period of time, disregarding, you know, protocol, whatever. He was kind of douchey. I didn't care for the story. Um, (laughs) But I personally think it's going to be weird. I don't think it's going to be a good experience. You're going to be spread out. There's not going to be a buzz. You're going to be asked to make sure you keep your mask on. You have to take your mask off to drink your beer or eat your hot dog. Right. Food. I don't know if you're getting food or you're ordering it on your phone and they deliver it. Well, but there's what, also,
1: like, there's no no tailgating, supposedly. Like, the whole experience is just not going to be the same. And the only
0: way I think I honestly would go is if it was free. If you expect me to pay, like, $175 for these tickets and then jump through all these hoops, get here at a certain time, leave when you tell me to leave. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think you, it's fun.
1: You think it's fair that the league is leaving it up to the teams, not making like a standardized thing. Cause like yeah, there's some yeah, disadvantages.
0: I don't really think it's going to be that big of, I think it's going to be so bad and awkward that, that you're Red not, Rock gonna Rock have not having at all. Nope. You're not like, Arrowhead Stadium's the loudest place on earth, or the loudest stadium on earth, or whatever. Right. Like now, there's going to be twenty-two thousand spread out, so it's going to be at like quarter capacity Don't spread out. Masks. Masks. Awkwardness. People not really knowing what they can do. Like, can I scream, or am I spitting when I scream? Am I not allowed? Like, right. I think it's good. I think awkward is going to be the word about attending NFL games in person this year. I think it's going to be awkward for the fans. I think it's going to be awkward for the players because I keep saying this. I think there's going to be a better chance where – because at a real game, there's so much, like, buzz that you don't hear anything. You hear everything but nothing. Right. I think right. this could be like that – I always keep pointing to it, the, the Tampa Rays. There's a guy that always seems to end up on the the microphone of, the like, the broadcast because, yep. like, it's so quiet. Right. I think players are going to hear individual fans, individual hecklers, like yeah. – I I think awkward I think it's going to be very very awkward and I'd rather save my money and stay home the only way I would go is if they said here the free tickets go see what it's like other than that nope no thank you wouldn't do
1: it the other uh thing relating to the Patriots without uh, fans in the stands there is talk that the media could be in the stands during the games
0: um all season
1: i think just at the beginning like when the weather is nice there's nothing's been decided but there but the potential is there for some of the media to be in the stands
0: i'd rather be on my couch not in the press box i mean if the press box but i don't even know the yeah yeah i'd be be in the press box but if it's an issue i think i'd rather be on my couch i think the stands would be and they're going to build Desks like the Super Bowl, where there'll be an auxiliary press?
1: I, do, I don't know how it's all going to work, but there's been some people that are pushing to get some media in the States. Eh,
0: I can watch from home. I'm fine.
1: Because they would accommodate more people in addition to the press box. What if it rains? Top luck.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. That's a terrible idea. Even your dog didn't like the idea.
1: No, no. <laughs> all right, we do another one this week? Maybe, maybe not.
0: Sure, we'll try to do one later in the week. Let's keep people on their toes. Yeah. Tune in. Keep going a off day pod on Twitter. Right. Subscribe. You might be happy later in the week. One might just pop up on your phone.
1: But if anyone um, <laughs> wants to know, you'll, you'll be on, you'll be on the air. What? Tuesday, every day this week, besides Thursday.
0: Yes, that is correct. Tuesday, thir- Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday.
1: I was on today. There you go. All right. We'll talk to you later in the week. Peace out. See ya.